This lecture is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor David Kogel. If you have your Bibles, you want to turn to John chapter 14. We'll be in chapter 14 and then chapter 16, back and forth a little bit there. As you know, we've been teaching on the moving of the Spirit. You can call it the Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, Holy Ghost, different, all of us are the same. Let's think about what we've already seen. We saw the Holy Spirit as the wind. You remember that was our first lesson back way back in Genesis, came on the scene as the wind. And then we, of course, cross-referenced that to Acts chapter 2 where it came in the upper room as the sound of a mighty rushing wind. Then we saw it in Judges as mighty strength when it came on Samson. Samson done some miraculous things by being moved by the Spirit of God, power of God through that. Then last time we taught, we saw the Spirit of God descend as a dove. And so we saw it in the symbol as a dove as Jesus was being baptized by John Jordan. The dove came down and then the voice spoke from heaven, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And uh, we'll kind of touch a little bit on that as we get down a little bit farther in the lesson, but uh, what happened right after uh, people saw that and heard that voice and and uh, recognized that the Spirit of God was upon Jesus, in Jesus. Of course, he was always there three in one, but it was done so that people could understand and see and hear what was going on. So today is a very important lesson as well because we talk about the Holy Spirit as our comforter. Comforter is a word that we think about that someone tries to help smooth over, make it easier in any kind of situation that we may be in or facing or something in our life, and we need that comfort to help us get through that. Many times uh, it's associated with funerals and for folks that pass away, and we try to speak words of comfort to the one that's left behind, and we try to encourage them and, and strengthen them in that way. So we'll be looking at how the, the Spirit, Holy Spirit does for us as a comforter, and so much more than that really uh, is added to that. But let's begin reading in verse number 12 of John. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. You got to remember as as Jesus spoke to the disciples and gave, gave them these words, uh, he's speaking to us. We're disciples of Christ too. You're a child of God. You're a disciple of Christ. So that verse is really telling us if we believe on Jesus, that means if we're born again, then what can happen in our life? The works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go to my Father. Now we're going to find out how these works can be done in our life. Verse 13, Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified 
in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray, here's the important verse, I will pray the Father, he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. And we'll cover that verse closer, uh, a little bit more detail. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while the world seeth me no more, but ye shall see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. He that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him or manifest myself to him. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? See, he's asking, how in the world can we know about the Holy Spirit and the world not know about it? How can, I, how can that happen? I don't understand that. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. You notice that? We are there. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. So here's the difference of the world and a Christian. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father sent me, which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, and then he says exactly who it is, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice, because I said I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. That's the devil. But the world may know that I love the Father, and the, as the Father gave me commandment, even so do I. Arise, let us go hence. So Jesus knew this fact. He knew that we needed the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit in our life. And he also knew this. He had to go away in order for the Holy Spirit to come. We saw that in these, in these scriptures. Now, I want to emphasize that again in John 16, and let's look at verse number 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient. That word expedient means it's necessary. It's, it's definitely going to happen. For you that I go away, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him 
unto you. So Jesus knew how important it was that we have the Comforter. You see, Jesus came and did the work that he was supposed to do. He did the will of his Father. He died on the cross for us. And he rose again for us. He went back to heaven to prepare a place for us. He's done all those things that he was supposed to do. And you know, the story could have ended right there. But he said, I'm not going to leave you alone down here on this earth. I'm not going to leave you to try to figure out things for yourself. But I'm because I'm going to go away, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, and he is going to pick up right where I left off. Now, we weren't walking the earth when Jesus was here like the disciples. So we can't say, well, we, we were walking right next to Jesus, and, and, and now, thank goodness, we've got the Holy Spirit. No, we don't, we don't have that opportunity to say that. But we do have the, the, the words to say, hey, I was lost, but at some point I gave my heart to Christ. And from that point on, I realized I'm not walking this earth alone. I've got help. I've got a comforter. I've got a, someone that's with me all the time. So Jesus knew how important it was. And I feel today we must do this with, yes, Jesus went back. He sent the comforter. It comes within us when we get saved. But listen, we still have to seek time to listen to the Holy Spirit. We have to take out time to yield to Him. You, you probably never really think about many times what the Holy Spirit wants to lead you in that in a particular day, wants to talk to you about, wants to give you ideas about, wants to open up a direction for you wherever you're going in that day. And many times we've got our minds on what we're doing and, and our list of things to do, and we don't stop and think, well, I wonder what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to me today about, wants me to do. So Jesus ascended back to heaven. He was with his disciples. He was their comforter. He was right there with them. But after he left, the Holy Spirit came as that comforter, and he will never leave us. And we, we saw that. We'll look at it again. But I think we must be mindful that every day the Comforter is within us as the Holy Spirit, and we have to yield ourselves to Him at all times and let Him lead us into the truth in our life. Let us comfort us in our afflictions. Yes, He does that too. But He will also bring things back to your remembrance and my remembrance that we need to remember in this walk of life. I don't know about you, but I forget a lot of things. And when it comes to spiritual things, I don't like that. I mean, I don't like to forget things that I should be remembering from day to day, but when it comes to spiritual things, I want to remember those things because I want the Holy Spirit to help bring those things back to my mind. And one of those main things is the Word of God. And we'll talk about that. But the Comforter was sent because why? We need Him. You know, if we wake up of a day and realize, hey, I need the Spirit's guidance today. I need help every day. Because we live in an hour of so much uncertainty here on this earth. We don't know what a day holds. We don't know what's going to be the problems of today. But God's children really should be the happiest people on earth when you think about it. 
Heaven came down to us so we could call on heaven at any time. We could call when we need more love in our life, more faith in our life, more strength in our life, anything from God. The Holy Spirit's going to work hand in hand always with the Lord Jesus and is with us and he is promised to be the comforter. So we must recognize him. We must not only realize we have received him, but let him just take over in our life. Depend on him every day. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 38 and 39. I'll put it up on the screen here. Peter was, was preaching, and this message that he preached was very simple, but he, it was very important. Peter said to them, repent. Of course, we know we have to ask forgiveness. We have to confess uh, for our sins. And repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And then what happens in that process? Ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39. For the promise. Remember what Jesus promised? I go away, I will send him. So there's the promise. And it's unto you, to your children, to all that are far off. How many people? Even as many is the Lord our God shall call. One of the uh, things that the Holy Spirit will, w the first encounter that we really have with the Holy Spirit is when we got saved because we came under conviction by the Holy Spirit. We were listening to a song, to a message, someone else witnessing to us. I don't know what it was, but something in that message brought conviction to our heart and mind. And we said, hey, I need to know Christ. I need to know. I need a change in my life. I, I need to be born again. And, and because the Holy Spirit was there convicting us and brought us to that place, what a change was made in our life. So go back to John chapter 14 there on the screen. We'll look at verse number 12 and 13, 14 again. The comforter has come. Yes. But we must give him the place in our life that he deserves and that he wants to be. Have you realized what the comforter wants to do for a Christian? After the Christian is saved, the comforter from that point on wants to start getting us ready as a bride. And what I mean is ready is not just being saved. He's done that part. He's brought us under conviction. We've made the move. We've given our heart to Christ. But from that point on, there are things in our life that we have to grow as a Christian. We're going to face many things in that point. So he is wanting to present a bride to Christ without spot or wrinkle. We want to be, when we stand before the Lord, we want to be ready to stand before the Lord. We want to be excited about standing before the Lord. There will be a lot of people that are going to heaven but they're not excited about seeing Jesus face to face because they realize, hey, what did I do with my life on earth after I got saved? What, what was accomplished? I know the Spirit led me to ask me to do this, and I felt like I should have done this, and I just didn't do it. And Brother Danny uh, talked about it the other, last Sunday. People have been saved for years, and never have they once witnessed or led one person to Christ. And that was a great commission. We, we are to live our Christian life and serve the Lord, but hey, we are to tell others about Christ while we're here. 
and win souls to Christ. And for a lot of people, they feel like that's a scary thing to do. I, I don't know all the right verses. I don't know what the things to say. Hey, what are we talking about today? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will bring things to your remembrance that you need to say. People that, even people that you're going to come in contact with. But we have to be tuned into him. We have to be open to that. And he will help us through every part of that. Verse 16 and uh, John chapter 14. We'll get that on there. Go back, go up to uh, verse 16. He says, and I will pray the Father. And this is, this is interesting. I don't know if you've ever caught it. I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. You see that? He didn't say, and he shall bring, give you the comforter. Another comforter. Well, for it to be another comforter, then there had to be a first comforter. Well, who was that? That was the Lord Jesus. He was the first comforter that was here on this earth. So uh, he introduces us to this comforter, this another comforter, and he would just take right over where Jesus left off. The heart in which the comforter dwells has all the traits, the same traits as Christ. And so from these scriptures, we can get a true picture of the comforter. Let's look at verse number 26 in that chapter. Chapter, But the comforter, and he names it so we're not confused, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. He's not some impersonal force. He's not just some influence. That's, that's not the case of who he is. The comforter, and we get this wrapped around our, our mind, he is a living person. And when we talk about persons, you know when I talk about the Trinity, they are three in one, distinct persons, yet all under the same Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Listen, an impersonal force or influence cannot accomplish the functions that the Holy Spirit, Jesus says the Holy Spirit's going to do here. And one of these functions is teaching us and bringing things to our remembrance. Only a person could do that, and the Holy Spirit is mentioned with these other two persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That means the Holy Spirit must be a person as well. And this thing about bringing things to our remembrance, the most important thing that I, I can think of is when he brings the Word of God back to our remembrance. But you know, you got to remember this. If the Word of God's not in here, then what's he got to work with? We have to read, study the Word of God, get it on the inside. Because there have been so many times when I have come in contact with someone and as they were talking to me, all of a sudden, I'm listening to them, but I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. And he said, share this verse with them. And thank God, he brings that verse right back to my remembrance. I share it, and it, more than any words that I could say, 
That's the thing that touched them. That's the thing that moved them and made a difference was when I shared, this is what God's Word says. It's not what I said. And so those things, thy word have I, what? Head in my heart. So it not only helps you with others, but it helps us. So as we're walking along in life and this temptation comes our way and this person and place comes our way, the Holy Spirit says, oh, wait a minute now, don't forget, this is not for you. This is not something you want to get involved in. This is not something you want to uh, continue in. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. I sure don't. I don't want to get wrapped up in that. So he is going to bring those things to our remembrance, and it's so important. But back to this thing about, and I, I just enjoyed studying that verse 16, I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter. So let's talk about Jesus and how he was that comforter and what happened. Implying here there existed already a comforter and that points straight to Jesus. So that means that the Holy Spirit will come and act on behalf of Jesus taking over the work and continuing right where Jesus left off. And so uh, it's the same kind of comforter because we need to realize when Jesus was with his disciples, and I don't know if you can grasp it, let's think about how they felt. Here they are walking with Jesus every day, listening to him teach, listening to him preach, watching him do miracles. I mean, they were just would live from day to day so excited to wonder what Jesus is going to do today. And they probably really wasn't worried about anything around them because they're with Jesus. They're comforted with Jesus. Jesus can handle anything that's going to come up. But can you imagine when they heard his words, I've got to go to, to the cross. They're going to kill me. Okay. We don't like that. It's necessary that I die. And they watched him die. What do you think happened inside of their hearts? All of a sudden, the comforter's gone. They're sinking to their lowest level. And then they watch him, they watch them take him off of the cross and lay him in a tomb. It's just making it worse. But then he rose again. So then they heard that. They get all excited. The comfort's back. They're, they're great shape now. And then all of a sudden, Jesus says, hey, fellas, I'm getting ready to go. <laughs> I'm getting ready to go back to heaven. And then they watch him go up. Guess what happened again? All that flooded back inside again. The comforter's gone. I, I don't know what we're going to do now. You remember the Bible says some of them went back to their own occupations. They, they went back to the things that they were knowing. They didn't know what to do. But then they remembered, hey, he said to go back and wait for that promise. And that's what they did. And so when the Holy Ghost came, like that sound of that rushing mighty wind, and filled them, here they now ready to go again. So we got to remember here, when we're talking about how the Jesus left, what a difference now. Because even when Jesus was there, I'm sure there were times when a few of the disciples were with him over here, but some of them were doing something over here, and some of them doing that. And, and when they're kind of away from Jesus, they, they felt comfortless. 
But look at the great differences now. He didn't say, well, the comforter's going to come and he'll be with you on Monday, but he won't be with you on Tuesday. It's an every other day thing. Oh, this week, and then, and then he takes a week off. <laughs> it's not like that. Now, the, the difference is he is not just around us like Jesus was with the disciples, but he is within us wherever we go. So it's oh so important to realize the difference that the Comforter makes in our life for the born-again Christian. The Comforter will always glorify Christ. It is not his work to glorify himself, but to glorify Christ. And that's what verse number six, uh, 13 and 14 in John chapter 16. John chapter 16 and verse 13 and 14. They'll work on getting that up there. <laughs> but how be it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. And look what it says. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So what does that mean? That means the Holy Spirit's got his ear tuned to heaven. Always. And he's getting a message from heaven, and he's passing that along to us. He shall not, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and will show it unto you. In fact, the Holy Spirit glorifies Christ so much that he's called the Spirit of Christ. It, it's amazing all these names that we, we see. We, we just saw the Spirit of truth. Now we're going to see the Spirit of Christ. Romans 8, 9 says this, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, there's another title, Spirit of God. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, you see that? He is none of his. That's always an indicator of who is a child of God and who isn't. And we'll talk more about some of the things that can be said from our mouth, whether we're a child of God or someone who isn't a child of God. But I like what those scriptures said. We are, ye are not in the flesh. Yes, we are, we are still have the flesh around us. But you remember what the Bible says? We are new creatures in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things are becoming new. They're continuing to be new. So we go from the point of just walking around in the flesh, doing whatever we want, saying whatever we want, acting however we want, to the time we gave our heart to Christ, and then all of a sudden there's a change because we are in the Spirit now. That means that Spirit, that Comforter, is trying to help us from that point on every day of our life if we'll let Him do that. So the comforter cannot be seen and received by the world. And like I said earlier, the two contrasting groups of people with regards to the Holy Spirit. The first is the unbelieving world over here. The unbelieving world, don't let someone that's not saved, someone that you can definitely tell they're, they're nowhere near a child of God, try to tell you that they're filled with the Spirit and they're walking in the Spirit. That's not happening. Not until they become saved. 
It cannot, they cannot see him. They cannot know him. They cannot receive him. And that's what John 14 and verse number 17 was telling us. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him for why he dwelleth in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come unto you. Yet a little while the world seeth me no more, but ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. The things of the spirit are totally unintelligible to the world. And you'll realize that when you start talking to people, and maybe you can remember when, before you got saved, how the Bible seemed foolish to you, going to church seemed foolish to you, talking about spiritual things seemed foolish to you. you you'd rather, and Danny touched on this too, you could talk about everything else. But can we talk about spiritual things? So we find here that it makes no sense to the unbeliever. To them, the Word of God is just a collection of stories. It's just like any other book to them. And that's how they will see it without the Holy Spirit. Do you remember the difference when you got saved and read, started reading the Bible, what a difference it made? Maybe you read it before you got saved, but then you read it after you got saved. And you were like, whoa, man, i never seen that. I didn't realize that's what that meant. You come and sit under a message and you heard the preacher preach and you thought, man, i never seen that before. Well, who's helping you see those things? The Holy Spirit is now. And he's leading and he's guiding you into these truths that we need to know. You know, Jesus touched sort of on the end here when Judas asked him about these things and then he said to, them, to him uh, that not to let your heart be troubled. There's going to be things that come in the world. There's going to be things that are going to bother you and affect you and so forth. But then he said in verse 30, Hereafter I will not talk with you much for the prince of this world. You see, the devil's busy all the time. He don't, he don't slack up either. Satan is the prince of this world and he opposes Christ on every hand, and he keeps people in the world under his control. That's why you shouldn't be amazed when you hear these news stories and see these things that are happening that's unbelievable that people have committed and done. Why have they done that? And I know I'm not discrediting that there's some mental illness, a lot of it going on in the world, but listen, the devil is controlling a lot of people and got their minds thinking on the things that they shouldn't be thinking on and just havoc everywhere. And it'll be worse as we get closer to Christ's return. Don't be surprised. So we, we try to witness to someone and they don't want to comprehend it. You're sitting there, you got the Bible open, you're talking to them, you're telling them, they're looking at you like deer in the headlights look. Well, what are you talking about? What? I don't, I don't get that. Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, 
who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Whenever we're in that process of talking to someone about Christ, you know there's a big battle going on right then. The Holy Spirit's trying to convict. The devil's trying to blind. The Holy Spirit's trying to move. The devil's trying to get their mind on something totally different. So there, there's a, you know, I can only say the best thing to do is be in much prayer when you're getting ready to witness to someone. That the Holy Spirit be able to convict them and that the devil would, would leave them alone. But he's not going to give up. In fact, you know, I talked about it right at the beginning of the lesson. When that dove came down on the head of Jesus and people realized the Holy Spirit was there with the Son. You remember the very next verse? It says, The Spirit led him out into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So what happens after we get saved? The devil doesn't step back and say, well, they're a child of God. I'm going to leave them alone. <laughs> he doesn't do that. But he wants to rob us of our joy. He wants to get us, keep us depressed. He wants to keep things from happening in our life that the Lord wants to do, the Holy Spirit wants to help do. So he will start his temptations process. So what did Jesus do? How did he defeat Satan? He used what? The Word of God. So we, and I touched on this too, we must use the Word of God to help us get through these, these trials and temptations. And we can't do it. Well, are you going to have that Bible under your arm 24-7 so that you can always whip it out? No. You're not. But it can be 24-7 in there and in your heart. So that's where you ask the Holy Spirit, hey, bring, bring back that, that word that I need to me. Help me with that. And going through that temptation. So he tried his utmost to oppose Christ, but there was no way he could overcome him. And we need to realize as true disciples of Christ that have received the Holy Spirit, that we, because of that, we have that help. We have that comfort. John chapter 7, look at verse number 38 and 39. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. What is that talking about? For, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Has Jesus been glorified now? Yes. He's going back to his father. So he sent that comforter and he has come to, to help us. I, I found that, uh, that wording of out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Words of living water. And just a, a little side note, what the Lord led me to after I finished this study on the, on the, on the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is that I have been noticing so many places in the Bible that God used water. So I'm going to be teaching on the miracle of water. How, what happened? How did God use water so many different times and different ways to do things? I think it'll be a good little study. So we'll, we'll uh, be working on that unless the Lord leads us in another way. 
So the purpose of the comforter, the Bible reveals to us the great mission, commission that we are to do. And the Holy Spirit helps us do that. And he uh, leads us in that direction, gives us the reminders, the things that we need to say. You know, it's a, it's a wonderful work that the Holy Spirit does to take the virgin birth, the shed blood, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, those facts that happened over 2,000 years ago and making them a reality to us in our life. Aren't you glad we don't have to think, well, was he crucified? Did he rise again? Because we have a believing faith in what the Word of God says, we know that that has taken place. And so he makes those facts a reality to us. You know, the thing is, to a great majority of people out here in the world today, Christ is just a person that you talk about. Jesus Christ, okay. Well, I, I know a lot of important people. You know, that's what they may say. They think that he was just a, a human being here on this earth that once lived, that once died, and, and that's it. They don't, I don't know where he is. I don't know anything else about him. So they just forget about it. But God wishes to make known to us through the Holy Spirit the benefit and the purpose of his coming and what he is to us. 1 Corinthians 12, 3. Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. Now here is a proof verse. This is, this is something you can go by whether someone's saved or not. And it goes all the way back to the disciples' time, back in the Old Testament, that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. This means this. No man speaking by the Spirit of God is going to curse and call Jesus a curse or say that he wasn't a, a truly the, the Son of God. No man speaking by the Spirit is going to call him a curse. So this test of that you hear people, and it crawls all over me, I don't know about you, but when I hear somebody use the Lord's name in vain, it just, it just gets all over me. But I, I stop and realize this, well, you know what? I probably shouldn't let it get it to me so bad that I don't realize that that's an unsaved person doing that. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Back in the times of persecution of the disciples and Christians in general, many times before they would put them to death or before they would beat them, or before they would do torture them, or whatever they're going to do, they would say these words, Jesus, I want you to say, Jesus, anathema. Say it, Jesus, anathema. <clears throat> and as a disciple, they I'm not saying that. What are they saying? They're asking him to say, Jesus is curse, oh, curse Jesus. And so they would not do that. No man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by knowing what's on the inside, the Holy Spirit speaking to them. And in that moment of that persecution, you would think, well, there was, you know how they, a prisoner would be, someone would take a prisoner in and they'd interrogate them and try to make them say stuff. And, and pretty soon some of them would just break down and they'd say whatever they want them to say. 
But it's not going to be that way with a true child of God. You know, how many times you remember some of the school shootings and even some of those children and they, the guy would come over to, with the gun pointing in his head and say, I want you to denounce that you're a Christian. Mm-mm. Boom. But they went to heaven with that testimony that they would not do that. And as a child of God, boy, my time's running out. So He indwells us, He empowers us, He helps us. And when the earth was without form, a void or darkness over the deep, we saw that back in our first study, the Holy Spirit was on the scene, but He was not dwelling within us till after that. Acts chapter 2. Some of the things He did in the Old Testament, He inspired the prophets. He gave Isaiah a vision of the coming Christ. And He illuminated Joel. Let him see the approaching Pentecost and outpouring all right, our class is still going on now. Thank you. His presence, however, in the Old Testament was external. But it was a difference, wasn't it? It came with the New Testament, it's internal. And so we find that he helps us, he molds us, he takes care of us, he abodes within us, he shines through us to other people. He reminds us of all the things that we need to know about. He brings these things back to remembrance. We've talked about that. So that's why John 14, 26, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Have you ever opened the Bible just to read a verse and said, Holy Spirit, teach me what that verse says right there. I, I, don't, I, can't, I can't grasp it. I need to know exactly what you're trying to teach me in that. And we got to stop. We got to quit talking. We got to listen to him. And he will help us know what that verse is saying. He will guide us into all truth. He will help us win others to Christ. And so remember that he is a guider. He will guide us. And we need guidance in the day we live in. I'm finishing up with this. He will reveal to us things to come. And that's important in this day and time that we live in. When you see things happening in this world and you hear about things happening in this world, go back to your Bible and look at it. He'll reveal you that those things, Jesus said, those things would come to pass. Those things would happen. And, and you and me in our lifetime, we've seen a lot of it happen. We've seen it come to pass. So he will deal with that. He will show us things to come. But I like this last thing I share with you, John 14, 16. I will pray the Father, He will give you another comforter that He may abide with you. How long? Forever. Forever. That means until Jesus takes us home. He'll be right there with us. Forever. When we're popular, when we're persecuted, when we have friends, when we have no friends, when we're abused, whether it's a wedding, a funeral, no matter what it is, I'm glad I don't have to run and find, where's the Holy Spirit? I need Him. i got to find Him today. Guess what? He's already in there. And just take advantage of that. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going to go through that day, let Him be that comforter to you. Amen? You listen to Pastor David Kogel. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.